Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we're talking about two directs, so it's pretty much the perfect show. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so good. It's like Christmas Eve around here. Mm, E3's right, right around the corner. That's right. We've got a, a Direct that just happened yesterday that we're going to talk about. We've got a Direct that's going to happen in less than a week. The we're Nintendo in like a direct, direct sandwich, and it feels mm. so good. Oh, yeah. Love being the meat. Love being the cheese. Love being, you know, whatever kind of vegetable goes on there. Yeah, and you Lettuce. know where the man is. Tom- oh, that didn't make me feel good about what we're doing. <laughs> you know, and what there's else? too much of us. Yeah. And like, if you sp- squ- smoosh those directs together a little bit, we're just gonna, you we're know, gonna ooze out, ooze out everywhere. Ugh, this show. <laughs> what happened, Mark? <laughs> we were so good for so long. Yeah, and now, now we are just uh, too much mayo on on the plate that spilled out of your sandwich. That's what this show is now. In a fun way. Right. This is it. Look, I don't mean to lead you down some kind of dark path. No, we're like the, uh, the mayo that spilled out of your sandwich that you'd want to take home to mom. That's right. That you wouldn't be embarrassed to parade around at your uh, t- 10th college reunion. Yeah, your uh, child's bar mitzvah. Yeah, perfect. Um, here's something you would not want to bring to either a reunion or a child's bar mitzvah. Sonic Forces. You don't want to have to explain that to people. because it's weird. People will be like, so are you a thing now? Are you dating Sonic Forces? You have to explain that. Yes. Yes, you are. You'll thank them to not ask you any more questions. And then they'll be like, where did you meet? And you have to talk about this show. Right. Which, thank you, by the way, for uh, talking about this show to anyone who will listen. Uh, But if you would like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces, all you have to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at gmail.com. And then I send it to you. And you play it for as long as you want, uh, which could include not at all. And then send it back. Although I feel like that's a... That's a misuse of the program, right? Right. We but want people to play it. What the, I mean, there's like two rules of this program. One, you have to wait in line. That's right. And two, you can do anything with this cartridge that you want. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I expect that it comes back to mm-hmm. me, but I am, if that one day it will not happen, right? One day the cartridge will be mailed off and it will never return to us. Yeah. And that's just the way of the world. We I, have accepted that. That's right. Um, but don't you be the one that lets that happen. Yes, that's like the third rule, is you can do anything you want. There's no rules. Right. Except for the rule that you just got to send it back at some point. And don't feed it after midnight. All right, Mark, are you ready to get into our our first main topic, the Pokemon Direct? Yeah, let's do it. Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. I feel like I'm on an episode of Hee Haw. <laughs> Famously, Hee Haw was at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, on the West and Coast. they talked about it all the time. <laughs> it's a feature of the show. If you were a like country-themed sketch uh, comedy variety show and your time slot was 6 a.m., of course you would always talk about it. It's the craziest part of that concept. 
Uh, yeah, uh, a little bit of a weird time for a direct. I guess it's not uh, it's not super early morning for everyone. Was it a was it worldwide at that time? Probably. So maybe that explains it. Yeah. Uh, that it because you look nine o'clock on the East Coast. Ooh, that makes such perfect sense. I know, but and we're so used to being catered to here on the West Coast. I just yes. Where we're like, why was this not nine a.m. Pacific time? It would what have been, happened? It would have been more convenient. This is, uh, I, I was not able to get myself out of bed to watch this one live. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's okay. I, I, I think so, too. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, I am absolving you of any, like, concern that that may not have been acceptable. Uh, so, covered a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in, in this. How, how, how do you want to break this? First, just, I guess, general reactions. Yeah, How does I this mean, make you feel about Pokemon Sword? and Pokemon Shield. Look, I'm susceptible to hype. What can oh, I say, yeah. right? And so we talked about on Tuesday, I was coming into this kind of like, oh, it's just another Pokemon game. What are you going to do? I left this being like, it's another Pokemon game. That looks awesome. That's what I'm going to do. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, it feels like more than just like another Pokemon game to me. Like it, um, the amount of time that they spent uh, like showing the character running through the wild area uh, circling the camera around him with reckless abandon because you can do that with the thumbsticks um, and like Pokemon walking around out in the wilds there uh, got me excited about what this game is actually going to be. Like it gives uh, real Breath of the Wild vibes um, and I'm not expecting it to be like that exactly. Um, but if it actually, cause I, I don't know about you, but like when exploring other regions in, in other Pokemon games, I don't ever really feel like I'm exploring a real world. I'm exploring like a landscape that is there for Pokemon to exist in. And this seems like it actually is a space that you're exploring. And not just that, but I mean, the worlds, the paths that you're walking on in the other games are so constricted and limited. Like they're called route or route. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like very just like here is a yeah. path that Here's you're going to walk down. or route number one. <laughs> route or route number 13. Right. And so, uh, I don't know. Like when I said at the beginning that... It's another Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. I do think that it is what we expected in the sense that it is the it appears to be a core Pokemon game. Totally. That is like taking baby steps of evolution. Yeah. Which I think is what we can expect from like a Pokemon game to do. I don't know that they're ever going to radically reinvent what Pokemon is, but you can definitely see that they are taking advantage of the uh bigger hardware, the bigger world that that allows. Yeah, and Mark is saying bigger a lot. Maybe it's on the brain because one of the features of this game is the Dynamax system. Yeah, also my favorite motor oil. (laughs) Dynamax, your car deserves it. Mark has been pitching our top five motor oils for two years, and I keep telling him I don't have one that could go on that list. But, you know, by the time our... 300th episode right, we'll rolls be around. <laughs> we'll be, we'll be ready for it. Uh, do, so that makes the Pokemon big. Do you want to address this thing in order, or how, how do you want to go about talking about what, what we got here? Let's do it in order to make sure that we hit like all the important points. Okay. Um, so, first things first. We know we're in the Gala region, mm-hmm. um, which, as they say it, keeps sounding like Gala yes. region to me. I don't hear that ending consonant. Galar. Galar region. <laughs> But maybe that's just because we're so used to our honky-tonk hee-haw 6 a.m. on Monday ways. That's right. Um, so Gala region looks, looks cool, looks great. Uh, we recognize it to be uh, essentially um, England. The UK. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
And then uh, they uh, just sort of reintroduce the starters, the Grookey, the Score Bunny, and the Sobble. And I think I've been saying Grokey all this time, like a big dummy. Well, there are two O's in it, Mark. And I probably said it too. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we we got uh, you know set straight on the pronunciation of those uh, three Pokemon. Um, and the the Pokemon uh, Twitter account, official Twitter account, like also tweeted out their like official like stat sheets. Um, and I gotta tell you, I'm really turning on Sobble, Sobble, Sobble. I'm turning. I'm turning on Sobble. I don't like him anymore. I like help, but I I feel like is it Scorch Bunny, Score, Score Bunny, Bunny, Score Bunny. I I think Score Bunny is. Um, the milk toast one. Yeah. Okay. Right. You're just kind of like, uh, it's the it's the vanilla mm-hmm. of ice cream. It's fine. It's the consensus choice. Um, if you're like catering an event, you're gonna pick Scorbunny because right because it's this it's safe because people already like Bugs Bunny and they're like this is Bugs Bunny but he's fire. The words out of my mouth. Right. Patrick. Um, Sobble to me they they're like. The Sobble, when he gets close to water, turns kind of invisible, so he doesn't have to see you. Also, he's going to cry all the time. Please protect him. And I'm like, all right, cool it. Like, it's okay for me, for a Pokemon to be, like, shy or to, like, have some anxiety. But, like, all this thing's deal is, is, like, take care of me. It's emotionally needy. It's a parasite. It's going to drain your energy. You're going to spend the day with Sobble and, you know, you'll be like, I'm doing a good thing. I'm helping a friend who's in emotional turmoil. But, like, no, he's just sapping your energy. Sobble's a problem. I like that they're leaning into, like, how pathetic pathetic. Sobble is. Like, very pathetic. Can't get its life together. No. You know, you're trying to help. You're like, you can apply for jobs, Sobble. It's fine. Right. Like, look, Sobble, everyone hears a bunch of no's. You hear no until you hear a yes, and then you don't need to hear no's anymore. It's okay. Just get out there. You can't stay home in the fountain all day and fade into the water. So I'm not saying that I'm going to choose Sobble, Mm. although after the initial reveal, I may have. Yeah. Um, You're right. It does seem like a burden being with him all the time, which is a terrible thing to say. Yeah. But it's true. You know, I'm already stretched thin because I'm going to be... taking care of this Grookey. That's right. I am also going to be taking care of this Grookey. I really like that he has a stick. He's got a stick. He's a fun-loving monkey. Like, I, don't, I just, I'm there for it. He's going to boost me up. I don't need to be dragged down. Definitely the Spuds McKenzie of those starters. Uh, <laughs> sure. I don't know if that's a strike in his favor or against. Yes, uh, it depends on how much you like fun. It does. Um, next, uh, they move down to uh, gym battles and that they take place in big stadiums. Yeah, they're like broadcast. soccer pitches. Yeah, which is something that we saw in like the initial reveal. Um, uh, the one thing that they added is that they are broadcast on TV. Um, which uh, I guess doesn't really change anything. Well, I guess but, like, which uh, tells us a little bit about the world. They have TV. <laughs> like Pokemon battles are basically mm-hmm. like what football is to oh the God. UK. <laughs> um, did you did you notice that there's some sort of flying drone camera thing? Oh, really? Well, I only because notice. no, I mean, I I don't know that we ever saw it, but when they were in the um battle arenas or I guess the gyms, really, yeah. there were that time where it was, like, the video camera, like, yeah. swooping around, and it had, like, a little icon of uh, what I assume is maybe a drone Pokemon flying around? I don't know. Whoa, drone Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of uh, new Pokemon, let's, uh, they, they introduced um, the art director to talk about some new Pokemon that are in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the first one up is uh, a Wooloo. Yeah. It's a sheep. Yeah, it's our new boyfriends. Uh, it's, it is definitely our new boyfriends. We love him. Um, 
uh, it, the, the designer said that it has fluffy fur. That's wool. You, you can't lie to me. <laughs> anyway, it looks adorable. Um, the uh, next Pokemon up was a Gossifleur, which is our new girlfriend. Which is our new girlfriend. We love her. Um, she's a plant, and she evolves into an uh, Eldeg. Uh, 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 yeah, Eldegoss. Uh -huh. I, I spelled this wrong. Um, which you know, like, turns her head from like a flower into like the top of a dandelion. The thing I like about Gossifleur's initial incarnation is yes. because it, she kind of looks like Ariel from The Little Mermaid. She does a little bit. Who's wearing a hat? Look, I just. Or I, a starfish. I feel like that happens in the Under the Sea musical number at some point. That she wears a starfish as a hat? Or, like, puts it in her hair. Oh, sure. Yeah. If she does that, and actually now I'm also thinking about her uh, clamshell bra, because um, she could, like, talk to starfish. Right. Or, like, a clam, right? Yeah. So she's, like, wearing their corpses on her body. She absolutely just, like, ripped it open. Like uh, Godzilla <laughs> to, like, that kaiju's mouth at the yeah. uh, end of the Godzilla 2014. Next uh, new Pokemon that we saw is the Dreadnaw, which I think is a cute name for this thing. Uh, it's like a big snapping turtle. Um, it's got powerful jaws and will chomp on you. Um, and then we saw the uh, Corviknight, which is like a big raven kind of thing. Uh, but they explained that it is uh, it acts as a taxi um, and can transport the player to any village that they've previously been to. Yeah, like in one of the cutscenes that they show or some of the footage that they show off, you can see him holding on to a taxi that I think is like in the shape of a birdcage or something like that. Um, so do we in think his, that like claws? Do we think that this means that they're going to be like the same sort of like support Pokemon that there were in Sun and Moon, where like you needed to get on the you know whatever that like buffalo one was so that you could like charge through things, or is yeah, this going to be like one-time use sort of things? Um, you know how in Okay, so in Pokemon Let's Go, mm. in order to fast travel, you, like, unlock... It wasn't a Pokemon, but you, like, basically got a bike type thing that you would get on, and then you could just fast travel to another location. Come to think of it, maybe it was, like, a special technique that you unlocked okay. with, like, your Pikachu or your Eevee. Um, I just wonder if it's something like that. Like, you capture this Pokemon, and they're not available until a certain point in the game. Yeah. And that just becomes, like your means of fast travel. Well, I, I wonder if, like, you have to actually leave a spot in your party for, like, the one Pokemon just so you can fast travel, or if it's just, like, a, another... It's, it, you know, in another That would another be my menu. guess. Yeah. I can't, yeah that, it, they didn't make it seem like you would be battling with this Pokemon. It seems like that is, like, its purpose. We, exactly did, like see, we did see one scene of it in battle. Oh. So uh, it, it is also a regular Pokemon. Oh, so maybe it is. Maybe it doesn't I mean, be could, a party could, or something. Could be both or either. Um, uh, they also promised lots more new Pokemon and many that you are already familiar with. They did not say all of the Pokemon that you are already familiar with. What do you think about that? I mean, oh all, yeah, that's a good point. All of them must be available in the game because uh, anything that you can put in Pokemon Home, you will be able to bring into Sword and Shield. I mean, do we know that? Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that's at least what the arrows would have us believe uh, from the presentation or like the slide in the presentation that we talked about on Tuesday. I wonder, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is complete speculation, but maybe that's one of the reasons that it's not coming until 2020. Totally possible. Um, I will say that 
I thought Pokemon Let's Go was a good-looking game, but just from what we've seen of Sword and Shield, it looks even like a step above that. I think yeah, like totally. the renders of the Pokemon just look like cartoons from what we've seen, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, and the environments look great, too. I, I, again, just like being able to... Um, you have to do so much more work to render the environment when you can drop the camera down like that um, and actually feel like you're in the world instead of just like viewing it from above. Um, so yeah, I, I think this game uh, looks great. Yeah, which is a perfect segue to talk about those wild areas. That wild they show area. Off. Um, so the wild area is, you know, uh, basically just the plains of this game, the Hyrule field, if you will, of this game, um, and the Pokemon that you encounter vary based on where you are in the wild area and what the weather is like, um, which means there's weather in this game. You said earlier that it gave you like a Breath of the Wild vibe. Yes. And there's a part of that you see in one of the clips, like a part of the map that reminded me so much of Hyrule Bridge from Breath of the Wild. Like it was almost identical. It looks really cool. One thing that I really like about this and how you can kind of see that they're taking some of the ideas from Let's Go and melding it with a traditional Pokemon game plus some new stuff is that in these wild areas, my understanding is that there won't be random battles here. So there will still be random battles on the route or routes. And that in the wild areas, it'll be like Let's Go where you can see the different Pokemon running mm-hmm. around and you're able to just like go to the ones you want to go to. There also was a, a point in this trailer where like a, a trainer gets close to a grassy area and like whistles and some Pokemon like come out of the grass. So like I think there are a lot of um, encountering Pokemon mechanics that have not really been um, explained or explored. Um, but yeah, it totally does look like just as you're running around the map, you will like the wild area, especially you will see them just like hanging out, which is super cool. Um Mark, do you want to talk about Dynamax? Well, I think first we should talk yeah. about uh, in the wild areas is also where you'll be able to do this no- new like multiplayer encounter. Yes, which is part part of this Dynamax, it, 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 part of the greater concept, right? Um, so Dynamax, you make Pokemon big. Make them big. It seems like this replaces Z-moves. Yes. Um, it can be used once per battle and lasts for three turns, and then you go back to being small. When you're big, you're more powerful. That all stands to reason, right? And you're enormous. You're not just big. You're like oh, you're yeah. a Pokemon. Yeah, the the, the po- <laughs> yeah the trainer just gets really big. <laughs> no, the Pokemon gets like ten times the size that it normally is. Um, and uh, so what Mark was alluding to before is there are these uh, max raid battles, which uh, four players join together to take on one um, Dynamaxed Pokemon who is Dynamaxed the whole time, um, and that's the four of you fight them together. Yeah. Only one of you can Dynamax your Pokemon. Yes. Um, I'm hoping you can do this with friends and not just, like, random people. I- I'm hoping there's a good, like, a w- an easy way to, like, form a party. Y- yes. Yes. Or if it's going to be MMO style where, you know, like, you can see other people that are out in the wild and party well, that up would with be them. Nice too, yeah. I- yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you're just, like, seeing a, a spot on the map where, like, there are two people waiting for a third or, or a fourth. Right, because in the trailer, there's those, like, pink light columns, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. that are scattered around the rap- map, which appear to be where you, like, kick off one of these multiplayer raids. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, yeah, maybe there's a little if MMO you'll just like see well. them, yeah, um, and and I'm sure you you'll be able to just like you know locally if you are hanging out with three other people playing this game that you can just do these, 
Um, and again, the what uh, Dynamax Pokemon you are fighting depends on the location and again the weather. Um, and they did say that some Pokemon can only be caught in the max raid battles, which is kind of cool. Um, did you what did it seem to you like? Uh, everyone gets a shot at catching the the Pokemon. Yeah, or? it did okay. seem like once your parties whittle down their health, that uh, they didn't make it explicit, but I would imagine that it, everybody has an opportunity to catch that Pokemon right. for participating in the battle. They also made it seem like this isn't the only multiplayer feature that's going to be in the game. Yeah, so I think I, that I, there we'll we'll find out more about uh, other multi. I mean, obviously they they didn't talk about like uh, battles player or anything. Player battle, yeah, yeah, or trading. So. Um, all, all that stuff has to be uh, part of this. Game. I guess. I, yeah, I guess I assume that was kind of like table stakes, and I'm hoping that in addition to these multiplayer raids, there's other kind of like new multiplayer things in this advanced in this game. Yeah, and we will certainly learn more about that as as we get closer. Um, then they move down to new characters. Mark, we've got a grand new Pokemon Grand Champion or whatever. Who I don't know that I want to take down or so much as like be my friend. Sure, he could get us into the Magic Castle. He would totally, Leon is definitely a member of the Magic Castle. Has a real weird beard. Real weird beard. He wears a cape. Uh, does he doesn't have a, real does weird he have a crown? I, does he have a crown? He, mm, I can't remember. If he doesn't, he should. Well, doesn't real weird beard? Real weird beard. Sound like it should be the name of one of those like '90s ska alternative bands. You're just that's just real big fish. That's all you're saying. <laughs> and I agree with you. Uh, in addition to Leon, he's got a little brother named Hop, um, and he is basically your rival. His Pokemon journey begins the day that your Pokemon journey begins, so he's your best friend slash worst enemy, and uh, you'll go on this adventure with him, probably. Uh, then we meet uh, Professor Magnolia, who, is, who researches Dynamax Pokemon, which is always what the, the professor does in these games. And she's totally just um, Professor McGonagall. From to- Harry totally, Potter. Totally. And she's got hot assistant, uh, Sonia, um, who I don't know if you've seen, but the internet is the already great. The lo- yes. internet already mm-hmm. loves her. Absolutely. Um, which, legit, she's lovable. Um, and then lastly, we meet Milo, uh, the last of the new characters. He is the uh, plant gym leader. And I don't think any of these characters have noses, but Milo's, Milo has freckles it, where a nose should be. It was very conspicuous on his face that he had no nose. Yes. And I bo- I've watched this thing two times today. Uh, and both times I thought, wait a minute, does he not have a nose? Do the rest of these characters have noses? And then I didn't go back to check. But it, he very conspicuously does not have a nose. And it's weird. It is, yeah. <sighs> But then we see the legendary Pokemon. We sure did. Uh, and they, their names are uh, Zacian, which is the uh, wolf with a sword in its mouth, and uh, Zamazenta, which is the wolf whose like, face is a shield. <laughs> I, I love this because it's so stupid. So dumb. L- lots of questions. Yeah. Mainly just one. Can the sword dog put the sword down? Absolutely not. Because if he does, then he's just a dog. So I love that part, because right. even in the little bit of the cutscene that we saw, we saw so little of it that they actually, like, showed it twice. Yeah, um, basically, because they had to show it and then talk over it <laughs> again. But you can see the sword, like, he's holding his teeth, but not, like, t- tightly. Mm. So it's, a, like, wobbling in there a little bit. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, how is it connected? Is it connected to the teeth? 
I mean, maybe it's one of those. Maybe, maybe it's they're like, not really teeth. Maybe it just looks like teeth. Oh, interesting. They're like little hands holding onto a sword. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's it's just like the uh, the Charmander's um, like fire on his tail that like if the fire goes out, he dies. Um, if the sword is removed, yes, it's like a it's like a bad sword in the stone thing where like <laughs> if you remove this sword from the uh, from the wolf's mouth, it kills the wolf and the sword because it's part of its body. Shield wolf. Yeah. That seems fine to me. What it's like a mane almost. What? Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. You know, like, I can see the utility. Yeah. Um, which of these... Uh, the, the, the game, uh, they went, went out on a release date, um, which is November 15th, and uh, there is also a double pack available for no discount. It costs you $120 to get the double pack with uh, both games. Uh, Mark, what are you thinking here in terms of uh, n- only knowing... That the sword dog is in one, shield dog is in the other. I uh, just think sword dog is so silly. Yeah. That I, I'm leaning towards sword dog. So I'm also leaning towards sword dog, but I feel like between us, one of us has to d- do the other one. One of us has to do shield. Especially because it sounds like we're both going to pick the Grookey. Unless we're going to have identical experiences of this game. Which would be fine. Okay. Right. <laughs> That's fine. But also, maybe we'll find something that we do a million-dollar bet on. Mm. And the loser of the million-dollar bet, in addition to having to pay the winner a million dollars... Which is obviously a a, a very serious part of a million-dollar bet. Also Mm. has to pick up Pokemon Shield. And... Wow, that's the real humiliation right there. It gets worse. Your starter is No, no! Yeah. (laughs) All right. Those, Those are stakes, Mark. This is a good show. This show that we originally said was mayonnaise is now a good show. Um, and anything else you want to add before we move on to discussing the the next direct that hasn't even happened yet? No, it's weird. Like, uh, there's a lot of cool things shown off here, but I didn't feel like there was anything. Uh, to- Nothing earth shattering. Yeah, 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 not in a bad way. But you're just like, yep, that's a Pokemon game that I'm now excited for. Yeah, one, I, you know, it's uh, worth pointing out that there are uh, still a, a ton of months between now and when this game comes out. Uh, no surprises really on on the release date. Um, but it is in some ways a surprise that it's not delayed. Um, it's just nice to know that uh, yeah, the, these trains are running on time, and we'll see uh, uh, this Pokemon game this year like they promised. Yeah, and I. I wouldn't be surprised if at Nintendo Treehouse that after the direct, like if Sword and Shield are shown off. In yeah, some capacity. no, definitely. Um, how many Pokemon do you think are going to be in this game? What are we up to now? Like eight hundred and like seventeen something. Yeah, like that? probably. Uh, I'm. I think they're just going to have all of them. Yeah, I think you kind of have to. I mean, like you pointed out with Bank. Yeah. Um, home. Yes. yes, with Home, I think you just have to support all of them at this point. Uh, I'm I'm hoping for an even thousand. Get up to 1K. That's a lot of pressure on that thousandth Pokemon. That's like a yeah, jubilee that's celebration. That's true. What Maybe uh, that one is just called Pokemon. That's like the one they've been building up to this whole time. And the series ends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, Mark, let's get into our predictions for next week. Now, normally, we would have like a bunch of predictions, That's right. right. Um, but we're already like a half an hour into the show. Um, and also I made predictions because like, that's what we do. And that's like how you get excited about E3. Um, but I almost legitimately don't know what to expect from this. Yeah. I have no idea in years past, you know, we've had that singular game that 
they're like, we're going to blow out this game that's coming at the end of the year. Our entire booth is basically going to revolve around this game. Right. Last year was just like 45 minutes on Smash Brothers. Right. Uh, and so, like, what could it... I, I don't know if this falls under any of your predictions, but what could that possibly be this year? Animal Crossing? That feels weird. I mean, Animal Crossing is big for them, but it. I don't think it's that big. Yeah. I don't think it's big enough. Because it's not just, like, the, the thing that they blow out in E3. It's, like, w the whole theme of their booth, which is you know, a huge space in the LA Convention Center that has just like a lot of swag and a lot of stuff. And so when it's New Donk City or when it's uh, Hyrule or even when it's like all of these smash things, like it's a lot of space filled up with a lot of stuff. I mean, the first year that I went to E3, um, it was not like that. It was just a bunch of different experiences. They were showing off Mario Maker. So there was like a really cool photo yeah. opportunity. Um, but also there was just like a couple of kiosks where you could play Star Fox Zero and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I think we're going to see more of that again because Nintendo has such a stacked holiday, theoretically. Yeah. That or the stacked rest of the year, really. Yeah, because I mean, it, yeah, we said Animal Crossing, but also like Luigi's Mansion is in there, uh, like just for sure of things that we know about for sure. Um, and then there are a lot of things that we suspect, and I think that's probably where. Um, our predictions start. So, Mark, would you like to go first, or would you like to go second? Uh, I will choose to go first. Okay, very good. Um, I'm going to say Mario Kart. Okay, my predictions are pretty down-to-earth. Great. For the most part. Great. Um, Mario Kart 8 DLC. Oh. I think it is time. I think it makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't really think a Mario Kart 9 or, like, a next-generation Mario Kart I don't think we need it. Yeah. I don't think they need it, right? Mario Kart 8 Deluxe continues to sell amazingly well. It launched at the beginning of the generation. As more people pick up Switches, they're going to pick up Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, as we've seen, like Nintendo has continued to support for games. And because there's such a long tail on these sort of things, if they release a DLC or even turned it into a service, I think it would do gangbusters for them. Um, how much uh, like DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe do you think they would have to put out to make it? Because um, if they were to do that, it would have to be in like a big way, right? It couldn't be just like, here's one circuit. No, but I think you could get away with doing basically what they did previously. Yeah, two circuits with and like uh, another cart and character. Yeah. Like, I think if they d if you did that, that would be enough for 20 or 25 bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be cool. And I'd like to see them uh, not drop it all at once, like do a, a little bit now and a little bit later. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, also just as, as another way to tempt people over to the uh, Nintendo Switch online, um, it would also be nice to see them uh, support Mario Kart online more, like in more specific ways where you can easily match make with friends and like set parameters and maybe even chat natively and it would be great and i think it would be cool if they did like you have um two more circuits but then you also do some multiplayer stuff like some battle mode mm -hmm. and bring back retro tracks like with the retro design and everything like if you did block fort from nintendo 64 well yes people would lose their minds everyone loves that block fort um yeah no it would be great to get a more both classic tracks and like more just brand new tracks would be really really cool uh my first prediction a metroid prime complete hd collection i'm not talking no trilogy here 
I'm talking all six Metroid Prime games in one high definition, retooled for not motion control and non-touch control package. Okay, so it would be the first three Metroid Prime games, Pinball, uh-huh. Hunters, uh-huh. and Federation, Federation Force. Force. Yeah. Um, and uh, in, in part of this, because with both Federation Force and uh hunters they would need to do a lot to um you know build a like online infrastructure or a local multiplayer infrastructure um with that they're also bringing back the multiplayer in Metroid Prime 2 because if you recall there was like a, a just you know battling four player battle when there was the Metroid Prime trilogy on Wii yes and i guess that got ported to Wii U as well right digitally uh, I mean, it was it was part of the like Wii games that were available. Oh, on I Wii see. U. Um, did they support the multiplayer in Mm-mm. Echoes? No. Oh, okay. Did no. they just rip it out entirely? Yeah. Or could you do it locally? No, I don't think you could do it locally. I don't. Could you do it locally on the GameCube? I don't remember. Uh, I assume you had to because there wasn't. Oh, really, great point. Like, man, what a great point. Uh, yeah, because online didn't really exist. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Um, but this I. I don't know that there's a, a a universe wherein uh Federation Force or Hunters or even really Metroid Prime Pinball um like survive the uh air, the sunsetting of the DS and 3DS um just like as entities um without being collected with the rest of them. I think you're totally right, especially with the um the terrible reaction that Hunters got right when it was revealed. Like no, it, not not Hunters. Federation Force. Oh, Federation Force. Yeah. When it was revealed, it feels a little bit like Virtual Poi, where it's like Nintendo just kind of wants like, to yee. forget that it happened. Yeah. Um. And maybe that you know, it, this is a a far out there prediction. Um. But people keep uh, keep making the prediction that we will see a Metroid Prime uh, trilogy, uh, and like that seems cool to me. But it also it simultaneously um feels to me like it's more work than people are expecting it to be and uh that it is also not a complete enough package um without the rest of these things like i think people forget that like those games aren't hd a um and b they for the trilogy they were all made to include the motion controls man- mandatory you can't play them with regular controls well and you can't really play them with like dual analog either right. you know right. like the original two are very much built around like the gamecube controller but i will say retro has to have been on work working on something sure for all of those years so it is a lot of time that if they wanted to do this they could i just want to say one more thing about hunter uh federation Federation force Force. it's way too i have not played it but from everything that i've read about it it's actually a really fun game Mm -hmm. but it's such a victim of coming out before Metroid Prime 4 was announced. Yes. Because if Metroid Prime 4 was announced and uh, Federation Force came out after, I think the reception to it would be so much better. Yeah, if, because if people we wouldn't that be like, was... you weren't, you're the reason we're not getting Metroid Prime 4. Right, which is insanity. That if people are like, uh, you know, like well, Nintendo's going on the checklist and they're like, well, we already have Metroid Prime represented, so we don't need to make four. Like, that's just not, <laughs> you know, how that uh, would work. But yes, uh, I, I'd like to see that game give a new life, and especially, and I, you know, I've, I've thought this, and maybe even voiced it uh, a couple times that, um, like, I'm bummed out that uh, Zelda Triforce Heroes is now sort of stuck on 
uh, 3DS and even kind of came out on 3DS when people weren't really playing it to the extent that, you know, like if I want to go and find uh, two other people to play a Switch game with, that's super easy. If I want to find two other people to like play a Zelda game with on 3DS, that's a hassle. Um, but, you know, the, the, the matchmaking of, you know, two more friends on Switch would be super easy, which would be perfect for Federation Forces. So my next prediction is that we're going to see the reveal of a new Smash Fighter. All right. Because I think it's totally due. Um, but, but before uh, you get into m- more specifics oh, okay. on yes, that, please. I have made a counter prediction. Um, and I told you that I was going to do that uh, at the beginning or before we started recording. You said, I don't know what that means. I can't wait to hear what it is. Counter prediction. They will not mention Smash Brothers at all. I see you are countering my prediction. That's right. Uh, just like a move in Smash Brothers. That's right. I tried to lay a prediction down, and you were like, and no. And I pushed down B. <laughs> so I think they made pretty clear that all of the fighters were going to come out in like the first year from release. Or I guess like... Like 18 months. Yeah, yeah 18 months. So it's been, at this point, a while since Joker was released. So I think we're due for and the reveal a, of another one. A pretty good long time since the game itself came out, right? B- the beginning yeah, of December. December. Yeah. Um, so it's been six months. Yeah. And it just feels like a thing that even if you showed it off at, in Nintendo Treehouse, right, you're obviously going to get a lot of traction for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been one of these additional, including in Wii U, fighters that were a Nintendo fir- first party character? I guess Bayonetta-ish. But, like, all of them are usually, like, third parties, right? Well, or returning characters, because, like, Mew was a downloadable oh, character. Oh, that's right, that's right. Um, or, like, uh, uh, some of the Fire Emblem characters uh, as well. Corrin, right? Yeah. Yeah, Corrin was a downloadable character in um, the last Smash game. So, um, yeah, they, they have been previously, but I, you know, I, I don't know if we make too much of uh, Reggie saying that, like, yep, now you see with Joker how this is the the track that we're going to go for all of our DLC characters. Um, it, you know, we all jumped to the conclusion that it's like, ah, they're going crazy with these things. You know, the next one could be, you know, Waluigi or something, and like, that's fine. I do think it's going to be a third party character. Okay. And uh, so my prediction is that it's going to be somebody from the Microsoft stable. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like. Minecraft from Minecraft. It's not going to be Steve from Minecraft. It's not going to be Halo from Halo. Okay, it's Master Chief from Halo. <laughs> I think. It's I mean, I, I know you know these characters' <laughs> yeah, names. I think it's either going to be Joanna Dark from Perfect Dark. Fine. Or James Bond. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, like Mister Fable from Fable. <laughs> I don't think that character. The character is your avatar, so I don't know yeah. if it ever has a name. Yeah, I don't other think than it does. you. But uh, yeah, I think I think we have seen Nintendo and Microsoft have more of a buddy buddy relationship as of late, and I will be surprised if we don't have some sort of Microsoft representation in Smash Brothers. Uh, what about um, Banjo Kazooie? No, thank you. Do you think too much? I think it's just like Duck Hunt Dog. Mm, is that's a good point? It, 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 I, it I think it's like, like d- too similar. Uh, what about um, For- Forza? Yeah, what about Forza? If there's a car, what? I would love if the, if the new DLC is just a car. What if it is a Senua from Hellblade? That'd be cool. That because that game has also been on Switch too. That would be so. Or Cuphead. Yeah. Oh man, that's the answer. Cuphead for for Smash. That'd be really. That'd be awesome to have that like 
a hand-drawn 2D animation yeah. alongside all of these other like fully rendered 3D characters. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Uh, he would be right at home with uh, Mr. Game & Watch. That's right. Hmm. Um, what, what do you think? Uh, available now? Whoa, that would be crazy. Right? Would it no, blow your mind? I don't, no, I don't think so. You but think that would like be so cool. Available in like four months. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> available soon. I'm just saying it has already been six months since this game came out. But not that long since Joker was released. I guess that's true. Um, all right, my uh, second prediction uh, goes a little bit outside the Nintendo Direct, but it may also appear in the Nintendo Direct. Um, Rocksteady, the Batman Arkham game uh, developer, uh, recently announced on Twitter that they will not be at E3. Um, noticeably quiet during this time is uh, fellow Arkham developer WB Montreal. Uh, I believe, I suspect, I hope, that they are working on some sort of Arkham game and that it will be launching on Switch the same day it launches on the other two platforms. Wow. Um, we've seen some sort of uh, support for um, Nintendo uh, platforms in the past from the uh didn't origins get a late port n- uh, was it origins or was it city that got a, mm, a late port on on the wii u you. and it was either a launch title or a borderline launch title and it was one of those like half measures where it's like okay technically this game is here like mass effect 3 like mass effect 3 um and i think that uh part of wb's video game publishing strategy now is like support the switch uh because we saw mortal kombat 11 come to switch day and date with everything else um and you know it's not as pretty as it is on other platforms but it's there and it sells well there um so i think that we will see wb montreal's arkham whatever and it's coming to switch you do think it's going to be like in the arkham line of games that'll yeah. be another batman game yeah totally i think uh wh- whatever we're seeing from uh rock city might be different or uh, outside of that um but uh, yeah i think the wb montreal will even be called arkham something it is weird that it's been so long since we've heard from either team yeah it's a super long time since we've heard from either team and you know the uh, uh arkham knight uh, was like uh, 25, 20 years ago. It was, it was so long ago. But it's also just like a formula of game that has performed well consistently. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Spider-Man game that came out this last year was basically... It's just a Batman game with Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, just like a, ba- a Spider-Man comic is a Batman comic with Spider-Man. That's exactly what I'm saying. So my third prediction... Yes. ...is that we are finally going to see... I hate using the term finally. We are going to see retros, whatever retro has been working on. Finally. At the C3. And whether that is a Metroid Prime series collection. Or. Or like something completely new. Uh-huh. Um, do you think it'll be something think completely new? Or, or do you believe these uh, Star Fox Grand Prix uh, rumors that then disappeared as quickly as they came? Yeah. Um, I think it'll be something, yeah, completely new. Something that uh, is totally unexpected. And it, pr- honestly, we'll probably, like, make people will be disappointed initially, I think. Because it is not either of those. It is not either uh, a Metroid Prime thing or uh, a Star Fox thing. No, I think it's just, like, whatever we've, like, we've discussed in the past, like, just the anticipation of the unknown yes even if you like i specifically don't have an idea of what a new retro game would like would make me happy or like what new ip from retro i want to see 
but I guess I, you know, like, I, so I think people are going to be disappointed either yeah. way. It's either going to be too kiddie. It's going to be, you know, like, uh, n- like not an open world. You know, like, it's going to be, like, uh, whatever is not right. good. N- Nintendogs and birds. Exactly. But then I'm sure when it comes out, it will, I mean, hopefully, I'm doing a lot of predicting here. Right. But basically, I think we'll see whatever Retro's been working on. Uh. Good. I would like to see that because that is a studio that I like, generally speaking, and it's been weird to not have anything from them for the sense tropical freeze. My final prediction, <clears throat> and this is sort of a loose one, uh, we'll see something new, something a new IP, um, and it'll be kind of cutesy, um, and it it won't. We're we're not going to see anything in the like uh fitness or like like the whole sort of like extended Wii brand like we're not gonna see any music stuff any uh uh fitness stuff there will be a new like nintendo ip and it'll be cute and uh people will go nuts for one character design in it and we'll see a lot of fan art of one character probably a thick character two c's and we'll all love it together that's my guess I think it's going to be a great E3. I think it's going to be fun. Um, and we, of course, mm-hmm. will be there next week yes. at the conference. Um, like we mentioned on our Tuesday episode, our schedule is going to be a little bit different next week, at least on Tuesday. Yeah. Normally, the show is up at uh, 12 a.m. Pacific time, just six hours before uh, the uh, before hee-haw. <laughs> airs. But next week, we're going to wait until Nintendo's E3 Direct. And then we'll be, right after the show, we'll be recording our reactions to it. So we anticipate our show will go up about 11 or 12 Pacific time. Right. Uh, so you, it's as little time as possible between the direct ending. Mark's going to come over. We're probably going to have donuts again. You brought donuts tonight. We're probably going to have donuts again. <laughs> um, and it'll be great. And then we'll go to the show floor and we'll see some games, play some games. Um, all right. Uh, before we close out of this, I would love to know anyone else's E3 predictions. I know we are running up dangerously close to it, but email them to us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, all right, Mark, let's close out of this section. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, please share it on Facebook or Twitter. Um, that's how people find us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society, so check that out as well. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apit Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers, uh, admitting that I've never seen a full episode of Yeehaw. Do we call it Yeehaw at one point in there? Thanks for listening.